Best Bets time, where we try to diagnose prognosis. Are you ready, Marco D'Angelo, to unveil it? I'm I'm ready. I'm chasing I'm chasing Trevor and Scott. You are. It's, it's a three horse race. There it is. <laughs> I, where are you at? Where am I? I'm, I'm, I'm right behind you, just 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 waiting in the buggy right yeah. there, just 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 rolling along. I don't there. think there's enough lengths left. Yeah, thank you stretch. very much. Wow, there it is. <laughs> well, the, the defending back to back champ will relinquish, yeah. you know, to you guys this year. That's fine. All right, best bets. Bring it on. It's Football Friday, and time for the weekend's action. Here's the best bets. All right, this will be the final week that we give you three best bet plays because we only got four games. So uh, starting next week, we get to the AFC and NFC Championship. We'll give you one best bet, and then, of course, same will go for the Super Bowl. But a very fun, exciting year. Our handicappers have been fantastic. Uh, Marco, Trevor, Scott Spritzer, even Gilby the intern be joining us, and then our special guest handicappers uh, throughout the year as well, too. But we kick it off with our man, Trevor Maddich. Trev, what's going on, brother? Mr. TC, I'm doing good. How you doing? We're doing great, brother. All right, here we go, man. It's time to rock and roll. Who do you got, Trevor Maddich? Your three best for the divisional round. All right, let's start with New York getting seven and a half points at the Eagles, and the Eagles are better than the Giants all the way through, top to bottom, except for running back. I think Saquon Barkley for the Giants has the edge at that position. And depending on the health of Jalen Hurts, the Eagles quarterback, you might be able to say that Daniel Jones for the Giants is going to be able to perform better. We'll see how that turns out. But even so, I think seven and a half points is an awful lot, especially given this is a, uh, a division game. And this is a game that, that historically, not always, but historically is very tight. And it, it comes down to two things to me. One is the health of that throwing shoulder of Jalen Hurts. He missed two games, came back in against the Giants in the last game of the regular season, and had a, a quarterback rating of about 25. I mean, it was just terrible. Uh, but he was just easing back into it. The question will be, how much will they let him run? How much will they risk further injuries of that shoulder? Because if he doesn't run, it changes their rushing attack. And the Giants' defense has gotten a lot better. The other matchup here is, is the Giants' running game against the Eagles' run defense. The Eagles' pass defense is phenomenal. But teams that can run have run well against the Eagles over the last month or so. And the Giants have gotten better and better running, especially as they've learned how to use Daniel Jones in the running game. So I think the Giants keep it within seven and a half. Then we got Cincinnati, <laughs> excuse me, getting five and a half at Buffalo. And I'm taking the, the Bengals and the points on this one. Uh, and if the Bills play like they can play, they'll cover the spread. But I just don't trust them anymore. The Bills strike me as maybe the most mentally soft NFL team that I can remember in a lot of years. They constantly play down to the level of their opponent. Well, they know this, this is not an opponent to play down to. But if it's not a habit for you to play the very best at all times, then it's not a habit. And the Bills have shown that they are vulnerable in a lot of places, especially with turnovers. They, they are one of the worst in the league at giveaways on offense. And their quarterback, Josh Allen, is terrible at giving the ball away in terms of a combination of interception and fumbles. He had a strip sack, uh, scoop and score uh, last week for the Dolphins. It's one of the reasons the Dolphins came within three points of those guys when, when the Bills were a two-touchdown favorite. So I just don't trust the Bills 
to play up to their full capability. Also, even with the offensive line injuries for the Bengals, you still have a quarterback in Joe Burrow that's used to playing behind a leaky offensive line. Last year, the offensive line was at least as bad as it's going to be in Buffalo with the injuries and guys moving around. And he got him to the Super Bowl. And the reason is that he was able to read the defense and get the ball out quickly. I think he'll do that again in this game, and I think they'll keep it within that five and a half. And then we have San Francisco laying four at home against the Cowboys. And I like the 49ers in this one. This, to me, comes down to two key matchups, two and a half. First, the Cowboys running defense against the 49ers rushing attack. Since Brock Purdy took over at quarterback, over the last six games, even though Purdy doesn't run the ball, he's a pocket passer, the 49ers have run for over 1,000 yards in those six games, about 175 yards per game because of the way Purdy has opened things up with the way he's been passing. Dallas's defense is, is very good against the pass, especially with the pass rush. But teams that can run have run on the Cowboys. And the Cowboys' secondary, if it's vulnerable, it's vulnerable in deep passes. And when you've got to come up to stop the run, and when you've got the tools that the 49ers have in play action, uh, I think that that running game for the 49ers against the run defense of the Cowboys favors the 49ers. And then I think when you look at quarterback, Dak Prescott had the game of his career last week against Tampa Bay. And give him credit because that Tampa Bay defense was as healthy as it's been all year, and Dak was phenomenal. But I don't trust him. And he's going against a defense that's far more physical, far more capable in the 49ers defense. Plus, his offensive line has got injuries, and they're moving people around against one of the best pass rushers in the league. You combine that with Brock Purdy, okay, seventh-round draft choice, I get it. Playing well, yeah, okay. But what he does especially well is not turn the ball over. Whereas Dak, over the last six to eight weeks, has been a turnover machine. He didn't have any against the Buccaneers. But again, I don't trust him. I think the physicality of the 49ers allows them to cover that four. All right, there's Trevor Madich's three. Marco D'Angelo, what you got? Well, Trevor, one of us is going to open up some ground this week because we're we're bucking on a couple. You're you're had a great season, and I've got to give you your respect. But I'm going against you on the Giants game. I'm taking Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia, as I said, if it was ever a team that needed the bye week, it was Philadelphia. This is a team that a lot of people have written off down the stretch because of the last couple games. They weren't healthy. Um, they'll be as healthy as they can be with the week off. I like them. Their defense has some shortcomings, but when you compare their defense to Minnesota's defense, there isn't even a comparison. Daniel Jones had everything too easy last week. It's going to be tough this week. In Philadelphia, we talk about, you know, they've had some problems stopping the run. How about the Giants? 12 times this year, the Giants have allowed 125 or more yards on the ground. I think Philadelphia gets the job done and moves on to the second round. I'm laying a seven and a half with Philadelphia for game number one. Game number two, um, Buffalo against Cincinnati. I just can't. You know how important those offensive linemen are, Trevor. Three of them on the line, the cluster injuries. I think it's too much to overcome. Buffalo had a major, major scare last week. Uh, they felt they just had to show up and they were going to win against Miami. I love taking teams that are good teams and have that scare. And you are 100% correct on the turnover problem with Buffalo. Nine turnovers in the last three games. If they keep that clean, they win. And if you think about it, 
They gave away nine possessions over the last three weeks. They still scored 35 or more points in those games. How many points do they score if they don't turn it over? I don't think Cincinnati's going to be able to stop them. And uh, I'm taking them for play number two. In play number three, the Undertaker didn't come with an under this week. What's going on? <laughs> so that means you're going to take over? I'm going to take over. Uh-oh. No, no, I'm not taking over. Oh, you're taking the I'm Undertaker. T- I'm taking his position I, I'm as the Undertaker. You're the new Undertaker. Okay. And the I'm, under Undertaker. I'm going under Dallas, San Francisco. And the whole reason being, this will be the best defense that Brock Purdy has faced. And he's answered every test that he's had so far. But this is going to be a big one. This is the biggest stage, biggest game he's played in. In Dallas, you know, Dallas looked good last week. There's no question about it. And I was happy with that result. But i got to be realistic. How much of that was Tampa Bay looking bad? Uh, but what it does do is give Dallas confidence going into this week. Uh, they won't find it as easy moving the football this week as it was last week. I think both teams are going to struggle. I think we're going to finally get an old-fashioned game where we're looking at a score like 24-20 to 20 or 23-20. One of those type of games I'm going under the total, and I won't enjoy watching it because I hate watching unders. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, sounds like not one but two food bets there for Marco and Trevor. I'm just trying to catch the man. He's he's been out on the lead, loose on the lead all year. You know, we're <laughs> we're turning for home. Hey, you know what though? One week, two week, one month. Uh uh-uh. uh, it's a lifetime. And I tell you what, Marco. If I'm anywhere near you, I'm feeling pretty good <laughs> because lifetime, you rock. <laughs> all right, guys. Here we go. I'm going to jump in on the Kansas City Chiefs against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know it's eight and a half uh, for us, and then it's climbing up to nine, nine and a half now. Could be to ten by kickoff come tomorrow. But uh, Jacksonville expended a lot of energy in that comeback last week as they were down 27 nothing to the Chargers. Uh, and they were at home. Let's remember that, too. But I still can't get out of my head those four just horrendous passes for interceptions by Trevor Lawrence. Kansas City's rested and ready. Kansas City hasn't been good against the spread as a home favorite during the regular season, especially during this season. But this is playoff time, guys. And let me tell you what the Kansas City Chiefs do at home in the playoffs, especially when they are a number one or two seed like they have been for the last three seasons. Last year, hate to bring it up but Marco's team they faced him Kansas City beat down Pittsburgh 42 to 21 in this exact same game last year easy cover for the Chiefs yes the Chiefs have won and covered five of seven of these type of situations home games in the playoffs and usually have rolled to victory and during the past three seasons I think Jacksonville's party is over I think we will see Patrick Mahomes and, and Andy Reid put the pedal to the metal in this game remember when they faced off earlier this year it was 21 nothing before you could blink of an eye that the Kansas City Chiefs jumped all over the Jacksonville Jaguars ended up being 27 to 17 okay still good enough there for a cover but that thing could have been uh, an easy easy blowout but if it wasn't for the Chiefs turning the ball over three times in that game I don't think it's going to happen this time around remember the Chiefs were 7 for 10 on third down conversions 486 yards in that game it was going back into week number 8 but still I think Jacksonville party it's over it's all about the Chiefs then I am going to play with the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals Trevor I, I hear what you're saying about being mentally soft like that 
But I think here it is for me, and Marco mentioned it too, the difference in this game is the offensive line. Cincinnati missing three starters. And Cincinnati did not play well at home last week against Baltimore. I mean, they you can make the argument they should have lost that game. They needed a mistake. Okay, by Tyler, uh, by uh, uh, Tyler Huntley resulted in that 98-yard touchdown return off the fumble. And that was it. There was no more scoring after that. They have got nothing out of Joe Mixon, nothing out of the running game in the last two games, and for the better part, really, of the second half of the season. Buffalo got its scare last week. Buffalo has won eight in a row. Let's remember that. They are 29-5 and in the last 34 games. Uh, they do not have subpar performances in back-to-back games. You go back, you check it out. Buffalo is going to be ready to roll. They're going to be ready to play. I will take the Bills thinking that there's some value here, only lane five or five and a half or whatever you can get. And then, yes, I'm going with those San Francisco 49ers, the hottest team in football. There's not going to be any letdown. They never have a letdown. And you're only going to lay four points in this game. I will take my chances of only laying four. And the reason why it's only four, we've talked about it. Because people remember the last thing they saw. They saw Dallas beat down a really mediocre, a bad offensive Tampa Bay Buccaneer team. And San Francisco, They don't, you know, people are not still buying into Brock Purdy. Hey, I'll say this. The shoe could fall off the other foot for Brock Purdy. Okay, it could happen, but it hasn't happened yet. And if he continues to be the quality game manager and not turn it over, then San Francisco is going to win this game. The only way San Francisco loses this game is if Brock Purdy implodes. That's it. Remember, the Niners have won 11 in a row. Rolled over Seattle last week. Rolled over Dallas last year in this very same round. Dallas had the perfect opponent last week in Tampa Bay. Don't get fooled by this. They've been wildly inconsistent for a better part of the year, especially on offense. All right, Ezekiel Elliott, he's a non-factor. All right. It's all about, you know, Pollard has to run the ball for them to be effective. And Dak Prescott, six of the last seven games, he's thrown picks. Yeah, perfect opponent for Dak last week against Tampa Bay. Not this beast of a defense the 49ers have, all right? And also, guys, let's remember this. The the Dallas Cowboys have been the benefactors of a very weak schedule. They beat five teams with winning records all year. That's it. Five teams with winning records. They've been beating a lot of garbage, all right? And three of those wins came against the New York Giants, and the Detroit Lions. I will take San Francisco for Christian McCaffrey, take San Francisco for Debo Samuel, take uh, take the Niners for Brandon Ayuk, and advantage head coaching, you know, uh, with the Niners, uh, with Kyle Shanahan over Mike McCarthy. And Trevor, I think that the San Francisco 49ers are the most mentally strong team in the NFL. That's why I'm going with them. There we go. Those are my best nuts. Wow. Yeah, I think that works. San Francisco, you you said it. Beast of a defense, man. They are they are beasts on that side of the ball. 